What is going on, everybody? Tonight, we have got a Monday Night Live Serious Angler podcast. Bailey is unfortunately not with us. He is traveling work-wise. I think he's somewhere in the Midwest on a big lake. Relax in Minnesota, I do believe, actually. Yeah, uh, ice fishing and doing a bunch of stuff for Hummingbird, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. He complains about it. Oh, I got to travel for fishing work. So tough, man. Pretty oh, cool. So much complaining. I, I think he more like rubs it in. Be like, guess where I'm going? This guess week. where I get like, to go? <laughs> yeah, it's famous like, place next. Yeah, exactly, good. man. Good luck to you. First of all, I want to apologize. My daughter, if you guys can hear her, is not is having a rough night trying to go down for bed. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to be in and out on the mic here just to uh, keep the child screaming down. So, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> the child screaming. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brutal. Um, it's been a rough couple weeks, like oh. with everything going on, and um. Yeah, so I apologize greatly, but it's sad to not have Bailey here today, um, but he's doing better things like sleeping on ice, apparently, so good for him. He oh, is he, is he in one of those like the those uh, fish hut deals? Yeah, I believe he, uh, I don't think they're doing it tonight. I think he's in a hotel tonight, but then uh, Tuesday and Wednesday night, they're sleeping on the ice, and it's um, like negative 10 there right now, and I think tomorrow and Wednesday is going to be even colder. But those so, places are like, I mean, they're like full out houses, right? Like you're, you can watch TV and sit there with your yeah. ice jig in the water and catch walleye all through the night. Have you ever been? No. I like, oh, I've like ice fished a ton, but, but like all of our Colorado is so regulated as like our guest coming on knows with California, but like we can't have anything left overnight on the ice. There's all kinds of rules, you know, that, that we Fair can't enough. do that kind of stuff. So I'm, um, I went up to Simcoe, which is about. Uh, two hours north of me, like north of the greater Toronto area. Yeah. Because here in Buffalo, Toronto's an hour away, which is kind of funny to think like a uh, foreign country is 30 minutes away from my house. <laughs> but um, I went up to Simcoe and we got in like an eight person hut and there were six of us probably like 12, 15 years ago. I kid you not, it was like negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit out, so cold. And we're sitting in this hut in like shorts and hoodies because we're dying because wow. the furnace is on like 95. Just ripping. Yeah. And there's like seven feet of ice. Like, I was like, this is just insane. Dang. But yeah, um, I hope he has fun. I hope he doesn't fall in through the ice. I'm sure they have feet by now. Yeah, so I'm sure it'll be good. But yeah. No doubt. Good stuff. Heck yeah, man. Well, dude, uh, before we kind of just take up all the time talking about ourselves, man, let's get our guy in here. Yeah. Um, this guy's made the rounds on like every podcast, I feel like forever. And I feel bad. I'm like, man, I keep like, dude, we got to get him on here. But, uh, and it, it's a friend of mine from college fishing, but his name's Andrew Loberg and he is, uh, qualified for the tack warehouse pro circuit this upcoming year and had just an incredible season out West. Um, let's see if we can add to the stream here. Yeah. I can get it back. Oh, oh. oh it. See ya. Uh, that, and that's the show, guys. So we'll see. <laughs> there he is. I was in and I'm out. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, thanks for having me on, fellas. It's uh it's it's cool. I'm um, stoked to be on uh, you guys' show. I listen to you guys all the time. Well, we appreciate that. First of all, how warm is Texas right now? Texas yeah. isn't bad. Uh dude, when I was actually driving here, so I drove uh <clears throat> over basically over a week ago. From Northern California, I hit, you know, you go down Highway 5 to Bakersfield, cut over the Tehachapis, get into Arizona. And when I was driving through Flagstaff, it was like minus four. 
And then it was at night. And then going all the way through New Mexico, it was like 20 degrees. I'm like, this is unbelievable. They had a big uh, cold front that came through. And then I got to Texas. Uh, and, and sure enough, it was it was cold there, too. Uh, but recently, it's been warming back up. Warming up. Uh, as soon as I make the drive, there's a big cold front that, that pushes through. Of course. Um, of course. But, but it's been nice. It's, it's good. Heck yeah, awesome. man. Well, dude, I'm curious just first off, so you spent some time in Texas, but, <clears throat> and I know you've fished kind of all over and you've always traveled East from qualifying for championships, but have you spent yeah. much time fishing in Texas before? Dude, this is the first time I ever uh, fish out here. It's uh, ever very, very cool. Ever. I've wow. never I've always driven through it. Cause like you know, all of our national championships, they were either in like Georgia, Alabama, Carolinas. Uh, and I'm like, dude, why don't they make it more central? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though it's still 20 something hours away from California and yeah. have it in Texas. But uh, this is the first time I've uh, fished out here, which is it's a pretty cool experience. I'm, okay. I'm really digging it so far. That's awesome. Yeah. So you were pre-practicing Rayburn or have you spent any just just on Rayburn or where have you fished so far? Yes, yeah, so the last few days, so I got here, unpacked, and spent a couple of days mm-hmm. uh, just kind of getting everything uh, geared up and ready to go. And I spent a few days on Rayburn doing a little pre-practicing and scouting out. Lake is giant, full of timber, which is kind of gnarly to run. Uh, hit a few stumps, which I feel like is on par for, you know, pre-practice or just any time you're fishing Texas, it seems like. Pop in the chair. Uh, <laughs> oh, totally. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, a bass is a bass to live in some of the same places, but it, it definitely fishes a little different than I thought it would, but I'm stoked. Learned a ton when I was there the last few days and, uh, got a couple weeks of off limits and honestly can't wait to get back down and, and kind of just test out what I, what I found and what areas I found. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. And then also, you know, these next couple of weeks, I'm going to be kind of fishing locally around here, the Dallas Fort Worth area. And, uh, you know, going to a couple, you know, lakes and seeing, seeing what I can run into. They say bass are bigger in Texas or everything's bigger in Texas, right? <laughs> That's right. Man. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Well, this might kill some, I'm not a, I'm not a local Texas guy. So I guess this doesn't matter as much, but, uh, I guess I'm still going to hold it. I'll shoot you a text after I've got a friend that catches some double digit fish, right? Right around Dallas, Fort Worth. I'll shoot you one lake that you should check out. I guess. hundred percent. I'm in, I've got, I've got the next 13 or 14 days of fishing. So I'm in, I was looking at a map. And I'm like, Oh, what lake should I go fish? And I'm like, dude, there are so many lakes. Around there. Isn't it crazy? It's crazy. Well, and the craziest thing too, is like the lakes that you don't hear about are the ones that always have the biggest fish. Oh, I know. I, I, yeah, I was doing some YouTube search, and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't go to the ones that are on YouTube. <laughs> right? Probably. Exactly. Yeah, just, choose, just choose one on a map that's not being talked about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Dude, that's right. awesome. Yeah. Well, man, I, I figured uh, just with your track record, and we'll get into that here, but man, Rayburn's full of grass. You're very comfortable in the grass. Yep. I mean, like are you is that is that just a chip on your shoulder going into this one this first event is that hey at least i'm comfortable in this kind of a grass environment totally yeah you know there's a bunch of grass in the lake and 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 i'm very comfortable around grass growing up fishing clear lake in the delta uh but then again you know if if the grass isn't really producing as much or you know if if it gets too crowded because you know a lot of areas can get crowded you know i I can feel like I'm, i'm pretty comfortable sliding offshore and uh do some graphing and stuff but you know, with, with these lakes so big, you kind of got to pick your poison in a sense, uh, you know, making those runs. Because, you know, back at home, I could, I could at Clear Lake, as the crow flies from the north to the south, I could, it's 19 miles. So I could 
you know, run the whole lake in a day in a tournament. But these lakes out here, as you guys know, and back east, they're so much bigger to where, I mean, you can make some runs, but you, you definitely end up, uh, eat up some time uh, making those runs. And, and in a bigger uh, format, you, you definitely want to uh, have your line in the water as much as you can. So, For sure, man. For yeah. sure. Well, dude, I mean, Andrew, and you know how to kind of how this starts with Andrew being Andrew Loberg being new on the show. Um, man, where did you get your start in fishing, man? Where did it all begin for you? Dude, since I was, a, you know, super, super young, I, I grew up in a bass fishing family. Uh, certainly, you know, my dad, all my uncles, my grandfather, they're just nuts about it. So you started uh, they, when you're about two is what you're saying. <laughs> Basically, but I guess, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just grew up, you know, we'd always go camping at the lake and go, you know, wherever houseboats at Shasta and Oroville and, and that whole type of deal. And for me, it was just, you know, second nature. I just always wanted to go fish. And, uh, and I slowly started to get into, you know, some tournaments when I was super young with my dad. And for, you know, for some reason, I just got super hooked and that's all I really wanted to do. You know, I just wanted to go fish. I'd, skip a lot of school and go fishing. <laughs> That's good, but uh, it panned out in the end. All too familiar. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, dude, I mean, in college, you were a freaking hammer, man. I remember always just uh, kind of Colorado was a, it was like we fished the Western division for a while and then they put us back in the central and we started fishing the Texas stuff. But dude, I remember on Lake Mead, uh, I think I was running through the narrows in my little legend and you were following me the entire way coming back. We were coming back. Yep. I remember that. And dude, I remember like just looking back, looking back. I'm like, Oh, I think that's Andrew Loberg in that, in that, uh, in that it was an older Ranger, right? Like a purple and white Ranger. Uh, it yeah. White, it was, I remember it was a Ranger. It was yep. like, a, I think it was a Z20 or something yep. like that. Exactly. Okay. And dude, you were just following me, following me. You got back to the ramp, and you're like, "Man, I almost caught you, but I couldn't quite catch dude, you." Your boat was so fast. I'm like, "That thing is quick." <laughs> that little legend flew, dude. Yeah, dude, that dude. thing was so fast. But dude, you jacked him in that tournament, and I mean, you you made national championships what almost every year. I just remember always you'd be heading back east somewhere, and you made yeah, it like kind yeah, of a family the, deal. Yeah, between the Bassmaster ones and the FLW college tournaments, we, you know, we tried to you know make it to all of them uh mm-hmm. which we I, I think we almost did me and my couple partners that we had uh, yeah but i mean through college you know go, i went to chico state and it's in northern california and uh luckily for us and you know like you in colorado it makes it tough because you guys had to travel all the time and mm-hmm. when you guys went to the centrals i'm like oh adam's on this one and then you went into the westerns i'm like okay we got our game up because you always yeah, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you know, we had, you know, they always go to Clear Lake and the Delta and stuff, which is kind of in our backyard. So, like, we'd always go and pre-practice and, and do that sure. type of deal. So, uh, you know, we, I really wanted to try to learn and, and fish those national championships because they just got so much press and, you know, the prizes back there and just fishing against all those guys. I'm like, we got to do it. And, you know, just caravanning, as you know, just you get all your boys together from the West and you take that 36-hour drive and just do Oof. it up. Uh, it was it was so much fun. Um, 
and then just seeing the lights. Was it really that much fun driving 36 hours in like the college life? I think it was. It was pretty fun. It was actually more fun then than I think it is now. Yeah, I agree with that. Like the difference in fishing tournaments now versus in college. It's like a a sports team or like a like a group of buddies or I don't know. Like I've never been in a frat, but like it's like that's what it's like, man. Like because you're with your buddies. Like you're all taking stops at the same yeah, time, and you just—it's—it's totally. it, it's a whole different thing, man. College fishing, yeah. I, those so, experiences will never—I'll never forget them. So no, let me no. ask you this question: How many of your buddies don't fish for, that were in college, and they would text you on like a Friday night and be like, "Dude, party at this house. Where are you at?" And you're like, "I'm in Georgia." Oh, <laughs> and they're like, "What?" Yeah, that definitely happened all the time. But yeah, like we said, I mean, you roll your jerseys as a path, like you'd have your jerseys and your team. And it really was like the Western crew, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was the Western crew versus the world, it seemed like. It sometimes. was, man. It, and it still is us. that way, really. Sometimes, like, yeah. Even through like <laughs> the elite levels, right? Dude, no, they stay together. You're right. And yeah. and like, and we'll get into, you know, what you're looking forward to this year too. But like, that's 100% true. Like, I think some of some of my best buddies have come through college fishing. But also, when you did make it to that national championship, when we got our teeth kicked in at Green oh. River Lake or whatever that was, oh, like, dude, God. like, I, I, it was it was hanging out with you. It was hanging out with Gunner. It was hanging out with all these kids from the West. You're exactly right. Yeah. It was like, oh, well, we're all from here. We don't know any of these people from all these other places. And we all kind of started hanging out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, we all fish the same lakes on different weekends, so y'all knew each other already. So it's just funny. Oh it's yeah, it's cool. crazy. Yeah, it's cool, and especially because how big the West is relative mm-hmm. to back East. I mean, we're all buddies. Like Cy up in Washington, you up in uh, Colorado, Gunner down in Nevada by Mead. I mean, you have such a big area, and everyone's totally cool. And it's it, it was a really cool experience. And it is funny that you mentioned that because it almost was more fun traveling like that back then than it is. Yeah, for sure. Because you had a band of brothers and now you're pretty much solo, if not like one or two guys. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Those long drives seemed a little bit quicker and easier or like driving through the night. Like now it's like, oh, that sounds miserable. (laughs) I know. Now we're getting older and now a a 14-hour drive back then seemed like people do it. You know, whatever. This is close. We got a close one. Here we go. (laughs) Hours? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Exactly, man. Well, man, let's talk a little bit about your 2021 season, dude. I mean, just like a breakout year, right? I mean, I can't explain it any other way. Just freaking insane. I mean, where did it all start for you? Let's talk from the beginning in 2021. Yeah, I mean, I I really, you know, the last, you know, three or four years, I I mean, since I graduated college, I really wanted to try to make the next lap. leap and go into the you know tour uh, tackle or us pro circuit or whatever and and do it and you know I had some success each year nothing crazy and I really the last year or two I really dedicated myself to learning uh you know just being more versatile and and just really understanding you know bass behavior and to really do that it takes you know obviously years to do that as each season comes because, uh, you know, you can have one good tournament in one particular season, um, but then fall rolls around or spring or winter. And then what are you going to do? Uh, so to be more versatile and also, you know, just knowing and understanding how a bass works uh, is really what I kind of help, you know, help me out a little bit. Uh, and not just at home, but just kind of putting all the pieces together in other lakes, too, uh, I felt helped me out. But, I mean, I started the year off uh, that, that FLW or the 
uh, Major League Fishing Tournament on the Delta. I, I didn't do that well. Uh, I struggled, but after that one, I uh, I got pretty mad. <laughs> I, I, did <laughs> not, mad I just I was just so you know bummed. I, and and what I what happened to <clears throat> the last you know couple of years, and it seemed like these bigger tournaments. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself because uh, I was very fortunate with work that they allowed me to take those few days or a few weeks off during the year. Yeah, uh, fish the major league fishing deal because you know having a full time career. It's it's not easy finding a, a career that will allow you to take those Very three rare. weeks off yeah. in a championship, right? So mm-hmm. I was pretty fortunate, and you know, there's a lot of guys that'll fish the major league deal, one bass, Wild West, and I'm like, dude, I'd love to be able to fish multi day tournaments that many of them because, mm-hmm. you know, you can fish. You know, I fish a ton of team tournaments on the weekend, but there's a huge difference from a team tournament to a multi day tournament, just the mindset and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having that experience. Uh, and fishing as many as you can definitely helps. But uh, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself the last uh, couple of years to do well. And, it, and that always hurt me. And that first tournament of the year uh, on the Delta, I, I spent a lot of time out there and I just ran my tide wrong and it just did not work out. Um, it but, happens. Yeah, exactly. And it's hometown, hometown pressure too. There's probably a a little bit yep. even more pressure on it that you don't really think about until afterwards, like you dummy. Exactly. Yeah. You look back on the term and you're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, going to the next one in my, and what I thought about, I'm like, well, angler of the year's out because you didn't do well the first one. So there's that pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's then, gone. All right. Here yeah, we go. So all that other pressure kind of went off. I'm like, let's just go fish and see what happens. And, you know, I kind of stuck to my guns on that one and, you know, all the, the pieces kind of fell together and especially on the Delta. It's, I mean, as you know, Adam, it's that place. It's, it's a freaking absurd place. There's so yeah. many variables that have to go right. Um, and I was lucky enough to, that everything went right on that one. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Now, I mean, and then, and then you moved on to Havasu at a very tough time of the year, man. <laughs> yeah. Talk a little bit about that win. Yeah, then Havasu, you know, going after the Delta, which is only a, 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 a Havasu was a month later and already qualified for the championship, which was cool. So I didn't have any of that pressure on me. And I'm like, let's go into it. Uh, and let's everything prior that you know, because every time I've been there, it's always been in the spring. And okay. I kind of just, you know, erase that from my mind uh, to try to chase those type of fish. And, I just went into that thing and it's, uh, you know, summertime bait fish out deep. Let's just go crank and let's go fish deep and try to figure those fish out. And that's kind of what I did first day of practice. It kind of snuck around shallow to kind of eliminate it. I just wanted to get out of my head just to make sure I wasn't missing on anything, which there was a good shallow bite. Um, but I felt comfortable being offshore, uh, spent, you know, a few weekends at Clear Lake, just honing some of that stuff in and, uh, went out there and idled around a bunch and, you know, found some fish and, you know, only had, I had, you know, five or probably five to 10 spots that I caught fish deep, but only one really produced that, that was kind of, uh, the, where I weighed pretty much all 15 fish in. Gotcha. And uh, kind of just beat all that up. Did you have a lot of people around you during that derby where, or were most of the people up on the bank? No, I didn't really have that many guys around me. Uh, I had a few guys that would go shallow, but I was actually kind of surprised because that area, uh, I felt like was going to get pressure because mm-hmm. when i roll up there the first or second at practice i you know 
caught him on a crankbait uh, halfway decent. And I'm like, for sure, some local guys are going to know about this because that's kind of a deal out there. Yeah. So I, I just uh, – I got like boat 30 something the first day and I was kind of nervous about it. Cause I wanted to start there and I rolled up, no one was there. And I'm like, well, shoot, I hope this is a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> yeah, It almost made me feel more comfortable. There was a couple other boats there, but I'm like, right. all right, we'll see what happens. And luckily, uh, you know, had a limit, you know, it happened. 10 or 11. Dude, happened. that's such a weird deal. It was, it was, uh, I fished a tournament a couple weeks later there on Havasu an ABA yeah. deal. And, uh, Dude, like that to me is so wacky about that place. Andrew, like, uh, not and Andy, I should just say that'll make it easier. Andy on uh, <laughs> that place, like, like he's talking about like regular crankbaits, right? Like a deep diving crankbait in the grass, like somewhere where I would think to be throwing a three quarter ounce trap or something, yeah, like a half ounce trap even. But like you're ripping that crankbait through the grass, which yep. is crazy to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, the, the depth of the grass it was in, it was in that like 14 to 18 feet of water. And I actually mm-hmm. threw a trap. I'm like, I would rather I could fish that trap way cleaner yeah, uh, than leave that in crankbait and more effectively. And mm-hmm. I tried a trap and they would not, they would not do it. Um, wow. So I had to kind of stick to the crankbait and that's what happened. I think if the water cooled down or something like that more in the fall, they'd eat that trap. But uh, that yeah. crankbait looks a little better for me. That's awesome. It, that is a fun way to catch a mite. There's a couple lakes here in New York State that you can do something very similar. Mm-hmm. That deep like cranking small, some grass. Deep, deep cranking some grass. And the big thing is you almost oversize the crankbait, but you have to figure out the line size and the rod size to keep like the rod up. And then it's a certain rip angle to pop it out. Totally. It, when that bike gets going, you can catch some big ones. Oh, totally. It's it's a really, really fun uh, fun technique to catch them. And a few times, like, I was throwing, like, 12-pound tests just to get it down deep. And uh, a few times when I was ripping out of the grass, I'd actually break my line. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you have their quagga muscles and stuff, too, so it'd get kind of beat up. But still, yeah. I was like, geez. But, yeah, that, I'll have to try that when I go up north this summer. It's uh, I'm excited go. to go up your way. It yeah. it works better for largemouth lakes than uh, smallmouth lakes. Than smallmouth, okay. okay. Yeah. So with a smallmouth, it's all if you get them on a crankbait bite, it's all speed cranking, really Stop. as fast as you can. It's Ooh, so much fun. That's cool. <laughs> like awesome. just so. Oh, well, real quick, Chris Desmore threw a comment in here. I think this is a lake in that Dallas Fort Worth area, Lake oh, Whitney. Whitney. Lake Whitney. So, okay. Yeah. I think I'm like a half hour or forty minutes from. I'm gonna check that one out. Perfect. Oh, that one on a map. It looks kind of cool. I think it's like a Highland Reservoir, but I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not familiar yeah, with. I haven't met on that place yes. at all. So, <laughs> it's about. Oh, well, it's probably about 36 hours from me. So, I'm yeah, it's a poke. Well. <laughs> it's a poke. Yeah, yeah, just a poke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, dude, going into 2022, I feel like so the. One thing that that I've always been so impressed with with your career at the college, but also the Toyota Series level, has been when you do make that championship, which is like you make it all the time, you Mm -hmm. have good finishes, man. Like you top 10 on the dang Toyota Series championship with 200 boats, and normally it's a really good payout. I mean, what do you kind of attribute some of that success to, or do you know when you go back east? Because you seem to do pretty dang well. Gosh, I I don't know. I, knock on wood, I have you know had a decent track record uh, on some of those championships. 
uh, on those bigger lakes. But yeah, you know, I try to I try to uh, look at some of these lakes, these bigger ones, and imagine myself on lakes I have back home. Okay, um, and using some of those techniques because you know Clear Lake is arguably one of the most versatile fisheries ever. I mean, fishing you know into thirty feet uh, and then punching grass and throwing a frog. Um, and then you have Oroville spotted bass, Shasta spotted bass, deep, clear water, and then Delta with the tides. So, you know, growing up in that region, I've kind of gotten accustomed to, you know, being fairly versatile and just having an open mind, uh, on some of these big lakes and relative back here, a lot of people probably don't think they're big, that they're just normal lakes, but, uh, I kind of just try to key in on a few areas and kind of just break them down and, and say like, oh, this is my area, and I, I'm going to try to catch as many fish as I can out of it, and hope for the best, you know. Yeah, figure them out in that area. So maybe making it smaller than than uh, because you're right, dude. I mean, like, and especially even, and you've got some some decent sized lakes, but not anything like as you come east, man. These lakes get so big. I mean, crazy. Yeah, I can I can totally relate to just being like, I don't know where to start, and I've burned myself running all over the place. So it sounds like that's a good tip from. from yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can make it small. Yep. You can almost like quadrant the lake, like break it down into four areas. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of how I do it in practice. Like, hey, go. I try to run the whole lake just got a feel for what's going on, and then you know what, whatever side or whatever area I kind of figure out the best or what suits me the best, and I'll go do it because, in reality, you could. Um, there's a pattern out there that suits you right in most lakes and mm -hmm. it is key uh in my opinion fish and your strengths don't chase your bikes you hear it, yeah you hear it you know all the time but it's it's really true it's you know if you can go out there comfortable and not stressing what other guys are doing that's uh it makes a world of difference heck yeah man mm -hmm. heck yeah well i mean and and a catalyst for you or i feel like i mean growing up fishing clear lake dude all the time right i mean that place and I've, I've been there one time but like i mean what a what a place to to cut your teeth i mean you can do anything like you said i think i would argue more than probably in my opinion the place that i've been anyway that's got the most versatility you can literally do anything oh dude i mean it's crazy you could go into a tackle shop pick anything on the wall and more than likely win a tournament with it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, you could punch them, you could frog them, you could deep crank, you could throw a jig. I mean, you could literally do anything you want. And I've tried to, you know, when there's not many tournaments going on, I try to get out there and, you know, kind of practice, you know, what I need to learn and what I want to do. Um, the lake gets super clear in the springtime uh, and then not so much in the summer uh, because of the algae. And, you know, you can fish dirty water. Uh, there's two main tributaries that kind of run in the lake. Uh, and you can kind of get in some kind of backwater area and, and learn casting. There's a bunch of docks. You can skip docks. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's just endless. Uh, no current. So that's kind of one thing. But sure. uh, everything else, I mean, you, it's, it's, it's an awesome, awesome fishery. And it's, it's literally a bass factory. I mean, it's, they just, you could just catch fish all the time. It's, it's an unbelievable place, especially with how much pressure it gets. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible, dude. Yeah, such a good launch. And there's giants. Yeah, and that's oh, the other cool part of it. <laughs> the amount of four to nine pounders in that lake is mind blowing. It is tough to break the ten pound mark. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you that right now. It is very tough. Uh, mm -hmm. But the amount of you know four, three to seven pounders is just crazy. That is absurd, dude. Right. 
sign me up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> One thing I'll miss about uh, other than all my family and friends, Clear Lake is uh, man. I already am homesick a little bit. That <laughs> dude, man, Clear so, Lake so... and probably the Delta, I would assume as well. Yep, exactly. The Delta is two special one. places, man. Yeah. Well, as far as uh, your plans for the uh, great, we got a dog barking. For as far as your plans for the. Uh, 2022 season so you're saying you're missing those places are you planning on staying east this entire time traveling back and forth i mean it's like a it's like a gamble with all the west coast guys right it's like some of them stay some of them go like what's what's kind of your thought process i'm uh i'm the stay guy this year i believe um i'm, I'm gonna I, I packed my truck basically for eight months uh i'm staying with Ooh. one of my really good buddies uh rachel and his wife lucas uh which is awesome it helped me out a ton and in the, in the Fort Worth area. So this is kind of my home base, but you know, outside of that, you know, traveling, you know, we go to Florida, I'll, you know, maybe do Airbnb or camp out of my truck. I've set my truck up to sleep in it. So I'm, I'm not too, uh, too worried about that. Um, and then, you know, going up towards, you know, Alabama and uh, Gunnersville and Pickwick and, you know, Chickamauga, uh, uh, the guy I'm traveling with Phil Dutra, he, he was the angler of the year for our uh, toilet series out West. I'm, uh, he actually moved to Gunnersville, so uh, I'll, we'll kind of be staying with him, too, when we're up there. Um, and then I have some family up in Michigan. My dad's from Michigan. So, uh, you know, when we go up north, I'll probably spend some time up there. Um, so I'm kind of going to be bouncing around, kind of got, you know, just kind of rolling, you know, take wherever the wind blows me, just, you know, rip you. over there. I like it. Yeah. Good way, good way to live, That's man, good. especially in a rookie season. That's awesome. Exactly. You know, I've – I've always wanted to do this, uh, and you know, with the success I had last year, it's like this is the time to do it. I'm single, no kids, no mortgage. Let's just go do it and live it up. And if it goes good or bad, it'll be a fun experience, dude. Yeah, and I know uh, as far as uh, like your work experience out of school, man. I mean, and I know this has been talked about on a million podcasts, but like. It's, it's always a good springboard to know that you can come back to something worst case scenario, you know, keep some of that confidence on your, on your shoulders. Right. Exactly. You know, I, I, I studied crop science at Chico and, um, when I graduated, I got a career right out of, right out of college. And I, you know, I have five years of work experience under my belt and, um, as a great, you know, backup plan if, if fishing doesn't work out, but I'm hoping fishing works out, you know, for the long run, but uh you know for a lot of younger anglers that major league fishing and Bassmaster, they have such a great platform for you know anglers to be in college i'd highly recommend a college degree and uh and get some work experience under your belt because um you just never know yeah for sure dude i always love your your snapchats or instagram stories when you were i guess now but uh Man, like I, I, I studied ag business at CSU mm-hmm. and then had an internship doing some agronomy stuff. I've got a lot of agronomist, agronomist yeah. buddies, but like, it's crazy to me because all our stuff is right. It's on like corn, wheat. Like, I mean, it's, it's all the same. You're, you have all kinds of crazy stuff that you're looking at. Oh, California is the, it's the, the capital of the world of, of crops. I mean, we got almonds, pistachios, walnuts. Uh, we got the Salinas Valley, which is the salad bowl of America, lettuce, all your cold crops like broccoli and cauliflower. Uh, we grow a ton of rice. You know, you'd love to get down there and kill some mallards and some speckle belly geese. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do it all. And it's it's fun. And that's one thing that I I've, I've, was always intriguing about, you know, the crop side and, and the ag industry is just one, 
there's so many factors just like fishing and hunting that you just can't control with, you know, growing crops and just being in that industry. Yeah. And, um, it, it was just, it always enticed me, especially, you know, just being in science itself. It's, it's fun. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Well, dude, let's break into a little bit of the 2022 schedule. So I'm curious out of all these places, how many of them have you been to before? So Rayburn, we just talked about no, but yes, as of last week, I suppose. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, have you been to Florida ever, man? Harris Chain in March? Never, never have been in Florida ever. So that'll be a, quite an experience. I'm actually super stoked to get down there. I, everyone says it's different, which I 100% will probably agree to it when I get down there. But I'm just excited to get down there and see what's going on. Um, yeah. But yeah, I haven't, I've only been to uh, Gunnersville and Pickwick. There's the only two lakes I've never been, never fished uh, for the smallmouth up north, which I am dying to get up there to do. Yeah, it's uh, fun. Oh my gosh! I see all your guys, your guys' YouTube videos. I'm like, dude, this is <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I, it's so unfair. Every time I look, like, I get, <laughs> I get like Snapchats and they're like, oh, we're on fish 150 today. Yeah, it's four unreal. and five pounders. <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> I think like the first like three pounder I catch, I'm gonna freak out and be like, <laughs> you'll catch an 18 inch three pounder, you're like, this is a giant. Yeah. Then the next catch, you'll catch an 18 and a half inch five pounder, and you're like, what the hell is going on with these uh, fish? I know. <laughs> I know it's gonna be crazy to see, but yeah, I haven't haven't been to you know most of them like the James River. That's gonna be kind of a wild experience. Um, yeah, but yeah, I've only been to Pickwick and Gunnersville. Heck yeah. Well, dude, I mean, just speaking to the versatility of, of Western anglers and, and where you're uh, coming from of your home base, man, like I'm excited to see, to see you on this journey. I mean, Pickwick, Gunnersville, and then you go up North, but like, dude, it seems like if you, if you look at the stats, Western anglers do well up North, like they always see yeah. like something out. They're good at finesse fishing. And then you have the James yeah. river tidal situation. You know how to fish tides. Like, yeah, no, I'm stoked. And, and that's kind of why I've kind of, I want to, you know, stay out here and, and not travel back home as much just to yeah. be on the water as much and learn the region itself. Um, you know, like on Champlain and, and some of the other lakes go off limits, you know, I want to fish around those lakes and just kind of get a feel for what's going on. Um, and, and same with like Gunnersville and Pickwick and Florida, you know, when I go down to Florida, uh, I'll pre-practice Harris chain. And then once that goes off limits, I'll kind of stay around and, and fish some other lakes and see, see what's going on. Yeah. Smart plan. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, like, so you've got, dude, you are not going to be back. So you're, you're thinking you won't be back in California until August of this upcoming year. Are you going to fly much. back at all? Yeah, I'll fly back. I, uh, one of my best friends is getting married in April. So I'll, I'll fly back for that. And then, um, I'm sure I'll, I don't have plans as of now to fly back anytime soon, but I'm sure I'll get homesick and all my buddies Snapchatting me from Clear Lake and I'll probably want to do that. So you should fly home for a day, just go jack a couple hundred, four to five pounders and fly back. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, this year it's just, you know, strictly, you know, I want to be, you know, put my head down and really learn these lakes and meet as many people as I can and, and just go fish and, and, and try to, do the best I can, you know. That's what it's. That's what I'm out here for. Be immersed in it, man. I like yeah, it. absolutely. Now, do you have any plans to fish anything else other than the Tack Warehouse Pro Circuit? Are you fishing any other derbies this year? Or are you 
sticking just to the, the pro yeah, I'm gonna do. <clears throat> I'm also going to do the uh, Toyota series, uh, the central division to try to nice. qualify for that championship again. Cause the championships and the Toyotas are, they're sweet. And for the, I mean, for 200 grand for first place, it's like, how could you, there's not many tournaments to win that much money and you know, why not? Um, yeah. And also, you know, to stay more, you know, competitive and just add a few more tournaments on the schedule. And that it kind of worked out with the tour schedule. So I'm excited to do those. Yeah. And it's kind of central part of the country. You'll be kind of going through there during some of that time. Exactly. Like the first one is uh, in February on Gunnersville, And then they go to uh, Dale Hollow and Chickamauga. And I haven't, haven't been to either of those. So that'll be cool. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I think it's a smart line. Yeah. Full tournament season, so I'm ready to get after it. Yeah, you're you're locked in now, dude. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> we're doing <laughs> we're it. here for it. I can't wait to talk to you at the end of the eight months to see how long of a break you're going to take from fishing. Oh yeah, I'll probably be pretty burnt out on it for sure. Heck yeah, dude. That's that's exciting, man. I think uh, I think I'm excited. To, probably the thing I'm honestly most excited for at this point is um the whole mlf valley sports betting deal and fantasy fishing man oh, because so cool. I'm, I'm excited to uh to throw some money down uh on some some rookie of the year stuff some all, all yeah, totally. kind of thing, I, I think i know where adam's going with this so he's <laughs> yeah. uh he, it's I, this could turn very sour andrew so like don't don't lose his money all right yeah dude <laughs> i'm throwing everything like <laughs> this is like a, a bart our buddy bart on the on the fans finger stuff man like i know you're not from colorado by any means but again like you said this whole west coast thing like he's obsessed with any minnesota angler he never picked and he did so well this last season just picking minnesota anglers in the elite series as they did totally. so well. He would pick like four Minnesotans and then Daryl Glee- Gleason. He's like, <laughs> I just have a feeling. <laughs> I just got a while like, ago. Yeah. It would be like, here we go. Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. And then just some random out of the blue for some random place. And from Dark uh, Horse. He, yep. he, yeah. Dude, you kick our butts. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, those Minnesota anglers are really, really good. I mean, they're awesome. Good fishermen. They are good fishermen, dude. Well, man, so new boat this year, right? So what are you, what are you running this year? And, and, uh, any, any big, uh, do you have a wrap? What's, what's the, what's everything looking like for 2022? Yeah. So I got a, uh, Phoenix 921 elite, uh, first Phoenix I've been in. It's awesome riding boat. Everyone would always jabber at me like, dude, this is the best riding boat, rough water. I'm like, dude, my Ranger does well. But when I got in this thing, man, it is wild. It's kind of crazy to feel it. I mean, it's, it's a cool boat and I love it. Uh, she hums a little bit. I'm not like a speed guy, but it, it's, uh, it's a quick boat. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wrapped it, uh, team CNC. They helped me out a ton, uh, a dealership back in uh, California, Modesto and Newcastle. And, uh, they helped me out a ton. It's wrapped in team CNC, uh, Mariani nut company helped me out. My, you know, my dad's a real estate company. Um, you know, and I've stuck with everybody else too. Powell rods, P line. Um, it, but I'm, I'm stoked. It's, Boat looks great. Wrap looks awesome. It's going to be a good year. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I'm excited to watch it all go down. Yeah. I, so, I'm, I'm guilty that I don't really follow. Like, last year I was working a full-time job, so I only really followed Bass because I knew when the tournaments was because I posted so much about them. I'm really looking forward to it this year, being able to 
take a step back and watch the other two leagues really go off as well. So totally. I, I look forward to it. Yeah, it's I've always loved watching it when it was the old FLW. I thought their TV show was great. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to take a step back and go and start watching those guys again because there's a lot of hammers on that side that nobody even knows about. Totally, 100%. So. And also like, the live coverage on it is unbelievable. Yeah. Dude, it's incredible. It's like it's almost bad for me because I'll like throw it on, and it's like six hours later, I'm like, yeah, I've gotten nothing done. I'm like, yeah, it's like, like, where'd my day go? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. dude, it's a problem. It, it is a problem, and nobody will understand it other than people like us because everyone watches bass fishing on TV. They're like, what are you watching? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're driving down the road, it's plugged into your Apple CarPlay oh, and playing yeah. over the loudspeaker. You're not even watching the guys fish, but you're listening to them talk. Like exactly. it's just funny. Oh, yeah. that's crazy dude and i think too this year with with major league fishing uh bringing on the fantasy fishing dude i think that's a huge huge thing because i get so drawn into that stuff too like the picks everything i want to do it makes me really pay attention to a tournament too Mm -hmm. yeah no it's it's a smart move for sure on their part as well is it just more people involved and um Especially put a little money on the line, it'll get it'll get some people fired up. It'll get, it'll get people fired up. And it's gonna bring in whole new like class of people in that normally don't follow professional fishing. You think yeah. so? You think it's gonna bring in some guys who are just like I think want so. to throw money down? Yeah, yeah. They're sure. like, What yeah. is this? I gotta watch this. I've always dabbled with like catching pan fish and stuff, but <laughs> never really seen the bass fishing thing. But there's always a name out there that resonates with you. Like, oh, I was reading a magazine some one time, and I saw this guy's name, and he's fishing this tour. This of course, Jacob I'm the guy. Like, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I want to watch this to see what they really do. Yeah, it's crazy. That yeah. dude's gonna have a lot of money on. <laughs> there's gotta be like, yeah, there's gotta be some crazy odds against him because how how is it like the house will never win if it's it would be yeah. like regular. It's gotta be something crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's gonna be one of those that you like bet a hundred and win seventy. Like yeah, it's gonna be always backwards. Yeah, <laughs> no that's doubt. exactly right. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, man, what are you? Uh, do you have any goals for the twenty twenty two season, or are you a goal guy? What's kind of kind of that standpoint for twenty? I'm not like a huge goal guy. I mean, obviously, I want to win every single one of them, but uh, you know, one of my goals is definitely to qualify for the the, the pro circuit championship. That's that's on my list to do. Um, you know, try to make, uh, you know, top 50 in every tournament would be huge. Uh, but I, you know, I, I try to take it day by day, really. I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself and, you know, like if I don't do well here, I got to do this, this, that. I'm like, just every day is a new day. Um, no one has fished those lakes, uh, you know, in the future. So they don't know what's going on. So, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, run with, run, run with the punches and see how it goes. That's kind of how I am. Heck yeah, man. I like that day-to-day look. I think mm-hmm. guys get too wrapped up into, well, oh, if I bomb this here, then I have to, like, save myself at this one. And you got Totally, yeah. You, you just stress yourself out. and you Because I, sometimes I used to do that. I just stress myself out and just think too much, especially on the water. You want, mm-hmm. you want as little things going on in your head besides what's going on in that day. Six um, hours into day one, have two fish in the well, and you're already thinking about the next tournament. You might as well put it on the truck. You dead on, Andrew. Dude, that's right, one hundred percent. You're like because you're, like, you're not going to get those three bites you need because you're already gone. So 100%. your head's out of it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I totally agree. 
Um, especially, you know, same with practice, you know, if you don't have a good practice and then you go into the term, you're like, Oh, I'm not going to do it. I got to scrounge up a limit. Like, oh, like you can make some magic happen. Yeah. Well, at that point you just go, okay, what am I best at? And just figure it out. It might yep. take you six hours on day one. This is my six hour point for a multi-day tournament, right? It might take you six hours on day one, but all it takes is one cast and one bite. And you're like, Oh, I know what's going on now. Exactly. So, Exactly. I totally agree. And the lakes that we're going to and historically it's like those lakes have big bags and um and you can make magic happen pretty quick. Oh for sure. For exactly. sure. Yeah, wow. and I mean like I think too that's such a good point as far as like you're not you when is the second your head goes away from it. Like you, you, you're right, dude. You might as well put on the trailer. I didn't, I'd like that is, dude, that's just sticking with me right now. Because there's been times for sure where I've yeah. been like, oh, like, ah, oh, like screw this. Like, oh man, oh, I got to think about like this next tournament coming up. And it's like, dude, like I'm in the, I need to be in the moment right now. Keep you have to. Yeah. You hear it all the time, but it's hundred percent true. Cause I've had scenarios where, you know, it's midday and you're not really doing that well. And you know, your stuff went wrong and, and you're making a run. You're like, I got to go do this. And you put your phone around, make one cast. You're like, well, this isn't the deal. I got to make another run. Then you keep doing, you know, you keep going and going and trying to find something. When in reality, it's like, hey, you have an hour or two left. Slow down and you'll figure them out. Yeah. Slow down, but speed up. Exactly. It, it's funny. Like, um, whenever I go to fish a tournament, I pray for like the most unfishable, but fishable weather because I'm like, that's what I love is when yep. everyone else is spinning, I'm calm. Yep, because exactly. I'm like, give me the worst conditions I can possibly fish with, and I'm happy as a clam. Yeah, because I'm exactly. like, everyone else is spinning, and I don't have to think about. It. I'm just, I gotta catch five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So whatever you're comfortable yeah. with, just go yeah. do it. Well, that's my, that's my thought. Sunny, no wind. I'm staying home. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping in on that day, maybe throwing yeah. some wine. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. Dude. Unless it's a guide trip. Like, if it's sunny and calm, perfect day for a guide trip. Yeah. What, just because the clients are happy? Exactly. Relaxing <laughs> <deal>? Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You get some hardcore guy, he's like, ah, I think I'm, I'm going to take today off. And you're like, oh, all right, I guess we're taking the day off. I'm like, yeah. perfect. I get to hang out with my wife and kid. So, like, sign me up for that. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Well, Andrew, dude, uh, I'm going to let I'm going to let Andy say the last question because he's got those nailed down. We'll kind of start uh, going towards wrapping things up. I know you probably have some some stuff to get ready and uh, oh, chill in yeah. Texas for the next week, man. Yeah. But uh, Andy, how do the how do, how do the questions go when we're wrapping things up? Okay, first um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to like give a shout out to anybody that you want to give a shout out to, like family members or sponsors that have allowed you to get to where you're at at this point, and then. I'm going to have one more question that you can answer before that. If you had one rod, you think you're going to catch the most of your fish with in a certain technique, what do you think it will be through the 2022 season? Oh, I like that. That's good. Um, Or should I say what you would like to catch them on? So basically your go-to always catch fish technique and rod. Uh. I always, no matter what, have a drop shot tied on, no matter where I'm at. Um, California, right there. (laughs) (laughs) Catches giants, catches numbers, catches them all. But as far as like just, uh, you know, another type of technique, I I think a chatterbait really uh, Mm. 
so much versatile than, than people think, uh, whether that be super deep or super shallow. And you can pretty much fish a chatterbait through any condition. Um, I know I said two, but the other one that I really, really love to do is crank, um, whether it be a shallow or deep. Uh, but honestly, like a, some sort of finesse, like drop shot or shaky head uh, will probably be on my deck no matter what throughout the season. Um, so dang. Dude, I got wait, I got I got one more. I just thought of so Fire. with the uh with the, the TAC Warehouse Pro Circuit, you're limited to is it two days of practice, two and a half days? What are you limited to on your it's, actual uh, official? Official practice is two days. Two days even. Okay. Well, so brutal. yeah, man, it's yeah. it's crazy to me. So so what are you coming from with the full time job and everything? How much were you able to practice for the Toyota series events that you fished every year? Uh, is that going to be a tough transition for you or do you think you can get some of this stuff done in two days? Uh, I think I can get most of it done in two days because I am, uh, setting myself up to pre-practice and get, you know, mm. get a feel for the lakes. If I was going blind, it'd be a little different. Um, but yeah, like with, you know, when I had my job, uh, for the toy series, I, I'd probably get four days of practicing, which was, I felt okay. cool. it was just plenty of time to, to do what yeah. I want, run the whole lake, get a feel for what everything's going on. And then just break everything down with what I want to do. Um, but yeah, two days, it's, it doesn't, it's kind of a short amount of time. <laughs> so I kind of got to figure them out quick. But Especially I feel like this it, time of year because it gets dark so early. Yeah, exactly. But you also got to think too, it is a four day tournament. You know, obviously, you know, like the full field fishes too. Um, but if you're doing well enough, you know, after the first two days, you almost practice a little bit anyways. Uh, so, hoping you know i i do decent and you know you can also practice too in the tournament as well and kind of experiment around mm-hmm. that's how tournaments are won man as as you yep, exactly <laughs> yeah they never they never do get one just doing the same thing uh after day one you kind of got to switch it up and change whether we color or line doesn't matter heck yeah heck yeah, yeah dude. that's like good that. yeah Sorry, sorry to cut you off, Andy. Go back through what you're no. going through. Oh, it's fun and dog. I was gonna go back and say like the drop shot thing. There's two places in the United States you can always count on people to say a drop shot. California and then the Northeast. Oh, yeah. Smallmouth fishermen. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you talk to anybody from California or like New York, Michigan, Wisconsin, or even further northeast, they're probably gonna be like, Yep, drop shot. Like because yeah. it just catches fish. You can catch a boatload of 12 inches, like um, a fellow California guy, right? Uh, Cody Meyer. I read a magazine article from probably like eight or nine years ago. And he goes, I might not win too many tournaments in my career, but I'm always going to cash a check always because I can you know. always catch him on a drop shot. Always, no matter what. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it, it's magic. It just yep. always does catch him. And that resonated with me. So the first technique I learned when I started bass fishing and got really good at was drop shotting. And it's always on the deck, almost always ready to go. If it's a bait cast or even a spinning rod, I, I've really figured out how to catch them both ways. Because there's so many different situations you can use it in. It's, it's it crazy. Yeah. yeah, you can use it anywhere. I mean, you, from four-pound tests all the way up to 20-pound, you can yep. throw a drop shot, really, you know? Yep, it's absolutely. Yeah. So, what? Well, uh, do you have anything else that you want to discuss, Andrew, before we get you here with the last question? 
Uh, your previous one too. Oh. I wanted to thank was uh, you know, my parents, and my family have just been the the biggest supporters. You know, before even when I signed up for the Tapawaros Pro Circuit, you know, I qualified and I had long discussions with uh, you know, my folks, just saying. I'm kind of a realist and I, I, I always want to just make sure that everything's going to be going right. And I had long talks with my, you know, my parents just saying like, is this, you know, the right call, you know, is this, you know, it's a ton of money, um, you know, putting a lot of things on hold with uh, just a lot of different things. Um, and they just pushed me, you know, further than I, than I expected. And that, that was all I needed. Um, and then um I also want to thank, you know, a lot of my sponsors, you know, CNC Marine, uh, Phoenix and Ranger, or, uh, Mercury Marine um, and, and everything at Mariani Nut Company, uh, P-Line Powell. Um, and then I also want to thank big thanks to uh, uh, Rachel and Lucas Boxwell here in Texas. Let me, you know, stay with them. They've helped me out a ton um, and I'm very, very thankful for them. But but yeah, we're making it happen. <laughs> awesome. Swinging. And I don't know if I mentioned this enough, dude. Two Toyota Series wins in the same year that also helps the uh, the piggy bank to uh, roll in. Yeah, business. without those, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I would have been out. <laughs> Fair enough. He would have been swinging for two more. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So awesome. Well, I know you said you have listened to some of our podcasts, so I'm sure you probably know what question is coming. But yep. if you can sit down. Um, have a steak and a beer or your beverage of choice with any three people, um, any point in time in history, like you can go 500 before Christ or maybe even in the future, who would those three people be and why? Ooh. Um, whoa. Uh, I'd love to probably, one, my grandfather, because he was – uh, a big influence on my fishing uh, two would probably be someone in the bass fishing industry. Uh, gosh, that's a tough one. Cause it I can't be uh, someone. It's gotta be a specific person now. Come on. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think of, I'd love to have dinner. There's with a so lot many of names. It's wild. Um, probably. Uh, Greg Hackney. I love, love that. that's sweet, dude. I love Hackney. Love, like, yeah, he's one of my favorites to watch, and that's a tough one because there's a lot of guys I love watching. Uh, like you know, Kevin Van Dam, I love to have dinner with him, but Hackney is just one of those uh, guys, just his personality and the way he approaches fishing and how specific he is. Um, and then the last guy would probably be Aaron Martins. Uh, I, I've met him a couple times, but just his approach on bass fishing and just how innovative he was and being from the West coast mm-hmm. uh, would be cool just, you know, to, to hear what he's got going on. Something special about those California drop shotters, man. Like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Either drop shot or swim bait and one of the yep. two. <laughs> one of the two. Two options. <laughs> yeah. Go big or go small, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> like exactly. No in-between. Go big or go small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No in-between. I'll be a t-shirt, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no, man. 
big glide bait and a drop shot on one side. Yeah, like a two and a half inch worm on the other side. <laughs> or like go like front and back, like the small on the front goes small question mark drop shot in the back have like a giant <laughs> like a ten inch glide bait. We need to get paying on that, dude. That'd be yeah. a good BTL shirt. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that's good stuff. So well man, I appreciate you taking out this hour during your busy pre-fishing schedule. I want to wish you safe travels and best of luck in your rookie 2022 season. And uh, we'll be rooting for you here, especially since you're one of Deacon's buddies. So you get like double root points. So yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate appreciate you guys having me on. It was a, it was an awesome time. Um, I'll I'll be listening to you guys on my long drives uh, in the future. So you guys do an awesome job. Thank you. Yeah. And one last thing, dude, I know you probably take I-80 coming back, but anytime you're coming back through and you're taking I-70 or anything, if you wanted yeah. a, a place to stop, I'm like not too far off of either. Actually, I'm not too far off I-80 either. But uh, okay. anyways, I'll man, if you need a place sure. to, to crash, absolutely. For sure. We'll for sure do that. Heck yeah, man. All right. Sounds good, fellas. Yeah. Have a good All night. Right. Yep. You guys Have too. Good night, man. Yep. Later. Awesome. Good dude. I um I hope he tri- has a really good 2022 season. Thanks for uh, introducing and getting him on here, Deacon. That was a lot of fun, and I always like hearing like the Western folks' perspective because being in the Northeast, you're in the center of the world. It's a completely different thought process over here as it is opposed to out there. So, but the one thing I have learned is that guys from California tend to be able to fish wherever just because they have every situation. They have highland lakes, they have grass lakes, they have tidal fisheries. Almost like Clear Lake is probably close to a glacial lake as you can get into the Northeast. Yeah, it's very natural. Yeah. 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 So he's just very well versed, and I I have a feeling he's going to do very well. So it's going to be cool to watch it. Dude, I can't wait. No, that that's going to be awesome. I'm glad we got him on here. Yeah. I feel like uh, he's been on all these other big podcast shows, and I'm like, hey, this is my buddy. We got to get him on here. Let's go. Yeah, and <laughs> I look forward to getting him on again in eight months when he's exhausted and has four <laughs> rows of bags of it underneath his eyes. And we can be like, how's that truck life, bud? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. So no, I'm excited. It'll be good. Perfect. So anything else here, Deacon, before we get off? No man, no. Everything's uh, everything's good, I guess. Recovering a little bit from uh, from the old COVID. I know it's going around to like everybody. It seems like everybody's getting it. But, uh, Besides me, at this point, nice. Got, hopefully, nice. like who knows what tomorrow morning brings or the next two hours? Because at this point, we're all living and breathing COVID. So Lovely. who knows? But uh, yeah, I just got back from a trip in. On Saturday, you'll love this. When we walked onto the river, it was negative six oh. at 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. but it was sunny and no wind, so it felt like a balmy like 20. It was actually quite nice because we had about a half mile walk into the river. So by the time you get there, you're going. sweating. So you're yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm jiving right now. Like, let's keep go. going. Yeah. So you stand in the water and you're like, <laughs> dude that's uh you're, you're i mean you, you and i both know just with winter temps it's been cold here too yeah. but there is such a difference with that sun it is night and day well it's like florida when you have a black jacket on seven layers you're like is it 85 out or is it two like <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> just like what is going on but yeah that especially if you have like a nice snowpack like you probably know in colorado if you get a day that's like 
25 degrees, really sunny, no wind, and you have that snowpack. It's like a mirror, so it gets really toasty, but it's or still cold at the same man. time. Yeah, it's yeah, wild. It's strange, yeah. <laughs> so, and that's what it was up there. There was like ten, 8 or 10 inches, uh, somewhere between 6 and 10 inches of snow on the ground, depending on where you were. And it was yeah. just had this wonderful mirror effect. And then on Saturday... It was 35 and freezing rain, snow, rain, freezing rain. And I'm like shivering. I'm like, I want tomorrow. I want yesterday back when it was negative four. Yeah. And it's funny. The fishing was better when it was below zero than it was on Sunday. (laughs) That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's the way it goes. That's exactly right. So way it goes. So, well, we'll sign off here, man. I hope you continue to feel better. And, um, oh, we have a Wednesday episode, right? For Business from the Bass Boat. I mentioned that earlier. No, you're good. You're good. So, guys, uh, uh, Business from the Bass Boat episode coming with uh, someone who's familiar with the show, but Josh Beertrand, who's been on the um, Serious Angler show quite a bit. We're going to go four uh, times. Yeah, we're going to go into uh, the details on the sponsorship side. He's been a guy who's maintained a lot of uh, long-term relationships in the industry and thought we'd uh, dig in deep with an angler and uh, get into the details. So that will be on Wednesday on the business awesome. segment. Man. And then on Friday, we have Mike Iovino from uh, Candlewood Lake in Connecticut. He's a hair jig ninja like Bailey. Hair You'll jig. see the, the thing come out the cover. But, um, yeah, he ties a lot of hair jigs and stuff, so you can find them here on the social media. We'll tag all of it. But he ties up some really neat hair jigs that aren't marabou that he catches a lot of fish on. So. That, is, that is a technique. We should have asked to Loberg about that. But, like, man, that is a technique that I uh, I didn't understand. Zero confidence there. Yeah. Yeah, but like but like here's the thing. It doesn't work in my experience and a lot of these on, on a lot of our lakes. You know how there's just regions of the countries where things don't work? That yeah. it just doesn't. Like I've tried it and I've tried to do it and then I go up there and it works. You know, it's just uh, it's just kind of confusing, you know. Another fun one is like the underspin, right? Like the underspin is this bait that's supposed to work everywhere in the country, but what I've found is it works okay on some lakes, but sure. you need like a very specific time and the type of bait that's around you can catch them all day long on a single swim bait without a without a blade on it but as soon as you go to the underspin all they're like why aren't i getting bit this makes no sense (laughs) we don't like the shine no you guys are fish come on (laughs) yeah it's like it makes no sense at all like that's the one bait like you catch giants on it down south on like the herring lakes and then you come up here where we have aloe they won't eat it and they basically do the same dang thing they're nomadic pelagic bait fish that swim around in fish chase. Like that's what makes this thing so fun. Yeah. I don't know, chasing these different places. Crazy. It keeps so, you guessing. That's right. Absolutely. So on that note, um, stay tuned for those episodes this week, and we will see you guys next Monday. For now, have a good night. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you like some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners, 
where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.